Yes. Where did I put it? Look. Oh, there. It's a lamp. What was that? It was a buzz. Oh my. And it was a lamp. How did that happen? How did that happen? It just fell. Oh my god. To be fair, that's an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. It's right on the edge. Right on the edge. Okay, it's recording. Well, hi everyone, we're back, we're large and in charge, it's uh -huh. 2022, do not adjust your TV set, Bottle Pop has returned for a one-off special to celebrate the release of my second album, Life in Plastic. Woo! Round of applause. And I am joined by the wonderful, multi, ridiculously talented... Adele, does it? No, um, <laughs> my friend Amari Douglas is in the house, Woo! joining me all the way from Wolverhampton. Yeah. Got the train this morning. We did. No. We did. Lots of change. Lots has changed I since know. I last did a podcast. Bottle Pop 2019 was the last one. I did it just before I went to Glastonbury. Um, Who was that with? Who did you do that? Jack Remington. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And um, since then, I've released Black Country Disco. Thank you. Thank you very much. And um, we've had a pandemic as we well. Have. Boo. Uh, and the BCD came out during pandemic, didn't it? Just before the first single. Oh, yeah. And then um, the album came out in 2020. And then we are now in 2022. And I've, I've released... Um, I haven't yet, but maybe by the by the time this has come out, I have. Mm. Uh, Live in Plastic. I've which... got a question, actually. Oh, yeah, go on. You know how much I love Back to Earth? Yeah. How come it wasn't on BCD? Because I just, I felt like it was part of a different era. Right. Yeah. yeah. But Back to Earth was released only a matter of months before Traces. Yeah. But it was always, I wrote that in 2018. And it was always part of a different era, delineated by me kind of leaving London, I guess. Mm. Um, so um, we're here to celebrate Life in Plastic, obviously. Yes. But Bottle Pop is all about having a drink because, mm -hmm. you know, we like to pop a bottle. And Amari actually bought the Prosecco for today because my card got declined. <laughs> and it's not because I don't have any money, it's because I kept putting the wrong pin in. Mm -hmm. So I actually, I'm awful, my guest bought the alcohol. No, but you deserved it anyway because you have just, you are fresh from your album launch last night, which was like a marvellous success. A hoot. It was freaking amazing. It was. Yeah. Um, and um, I wouldn't say fresh. <laughs> I, was, I, I felt fresh um, six hours ago, but now I'm starting to flag. But maybe yeah, this will help. Out. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk us through it? It's called... It's called Terra Organica. Ooh. Um, is that Ita Italian? Must be. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe that will f make us feel fresher because it's organic. It's organic and it's planet-friendly, vegan-friendly. Mm -hmm. So I'm oh, going to pop I'm gonna pop the bottle. Great. This feels like... Um, honestly, I'm having deja vu. But mm -hmm. it feels good to be back doing my podcast. Do I need to be out of the firing line of the cork? <laughs> So I've had a few incidences where I have, I've hit people. So yeah, don't worry. Stop. I'll aim it away. Just before we came on air, um, 
I'm, we're in Gil Lewis's studio. Gil Lewis, who produced Black Country Disco and Amazing. Life in Plastic. This is where the ma magic happens. Yeah. And I, Gil had not long left the studio and all I did was lean back on my chair and I broke one of his lamps. So Gil, if you're listening, I'm sorry. We have it recorded that you I can was going to say, maybe you can, in the edit, put, maybe just put the explosion sound in. The explosion sound, it was so dramatic. It and was. it took us, took us like two hungover boys, like 15 <laughs> minutes to figure out where the Just Pan and Brush was. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're getting there now. We're just taking close. off the wrapper. <clears throat> and so what we normally like to do is make a toast. Ooh. That's like, so have a think about what you'd like to toast to. Okay. Here we go. Oh, that yeah. was smooth. Worked in a bar. Yeah. Worked in a bar. And we all. And you have to get the... Actually, I did work in a bar. It didn't last very long. Oh, that's so nice. ASMR. Yeah. 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 Like the Gemma Collins ones where she's like... I've not seen them. She does ASMR, yeah. <laughs> what does she do? Oh, thank you. I can't, I can't remember the particular words, but it's really like... Because her accent is so thick. Yeah. It? It's like, I can't... Even about it's like dictionary, it's like things like that. <laughs> dictionary, but she's like whispering like dictionary. <laughs> she's just left Chicago. Oh really? I know. With in in on bad terms. Well, I don't I don't know, but I mean, I would have paid to see that. I would Jenna have. Collins so did Chicago. she even do a performance? I actually don't know. I don't know what the plan was. <laughs> I just I just saw the headline. Oh my god, was that today? Uh, yesterday maybe. Wow. Yeah, today or yesterday. Fucking hell. I think she's probably a really awful person, but I, <laughs> I, I really like her. Uh, so let's, let's raise a toast. To Gemma Collins. To Gemma so Collins. Like, Woo! <laughs> Cheers. Mm. To the big GC. To JC. Do you know what? My hands are shaking. Mm. Actually, that's really Bless nice. You. Do you know what it is? It's really like it's refreshing. Like, it's like apple juice. Yeah. It feels like a, a pick -me like up. a spritz. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. What's the name of the brand? <laughs> Terra Organica. Terra Organica. If you're out there, Terra, I'm willing to do <laughs> some. Uh, you'll do I'll some. Do um, you'll do some SponCon. I'll do some SponCon yeah. on, on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. So last night, I will talk about last night very briefly. But it was my album launch party. Yeah. I played Life in Plastic. Yeah. Uh, back to front, which was the most daunting experience. I was going to say to you, like, how do you feel? Mm. Like, as in, how do you feel that? it's out there like that experience because you said yesterday that like you felt a bit like we're just sort of sitting watching everyone receiving yeah. it so yeah that's quite a daunting it thing was, it, it was but... horrible yeah well i mean it wasn't horrible overall it was a wonderful experience but obviously like having to watch people listening to something that you've worked on for a year and i was talking to gil just before you arrived and we were like you could see when people's ears pricked up and when which songs people were like maybe connecting to more mm -hmm. um and it's quite it's hard because they're all your babies really and also i think because it's so different to black country disco in many ways um i was quite nervous about putting it out there um because it's very euro part very camp um i mean black country disco but anyway i'm sure you know from the feedback last night it went it went down really well it was amazing like, it was amazing and also i think like the reason of like admire your stuff is because I guess most people think as pop is like such a like narrow genre, don't mm. they? But I just think BCD and this are just so distinct from one another. Yeah. Not like in just the concept, but like the sound worlds are so, mm. they're so different. Yeah. I would never want to make the same album twice as mm -mm. well. It would be too it'd be But too there's people easy. out there that do. Yeah, completely. Like most people, like they, they 
they know what they're good at and they stick to it. And yeah. I think maybe because I'm not signed to a label, and there's no one really deciding what I, I should do or how I should sound. I, I, I can take risks, so to speak, mm-hmm. and release a song called Listen to Nicole. It's all on your terms, baby. It's all on my terms. But yeah, it was an amazing evening. I uh, love the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. They're wonderful, really great hosts. And there were some amazing people there, including yeah. yourself. Uh, Kim Wilde. Kim Bloody Wilde. Yeah. Uh, and her brother, Ricky. Um, she had a great hat. She was wearing like a policeman's. Was it like a policeman's hat? Or it, was, it was like um, it was like a leather daddy's hat. Yeah, like a studded. It said pop on the top of it. It said pop. Oh, yeah, love her, um, and loads of other fantastic people and fans. Fremly, 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 my Fremly, my Fremly, <laughs> my fr- my f- actually they were, and all of my female friends, I'd like drafted them into jobs. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Kiara, Jenny, Katie for doing the door yeah. and do my merch stand. And it was just made such a lovely evening and I had a great time. And I'm actually, you know, I don't feel that bad. And I did text you this morning. I was yeah. like, I don't feel that bad. Considering the amount of tequila rose yeah. shots I was having. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Gotta be done. It has. And you know, what? I needed to celebrate. So mm-hmm. cheers to that, Amari. Thanks for coming. Always a pleasure. Oh, Thanks for you. having me. So we sh- I would love to talk about your beginnings and how you got to where you are because you are smashing it mm. at the moment. Because you you re- you literally are. This has been perhaps like a whirlwind of two years, I'd say. I know. Not even two years, like a year and a half. Yeah. Since, since I it's well, I sim- think probably since I I think since it started filming, it was all just a bit like uh, it was so crazy. Filmed which was in the 2019. Somewhere. Yeah, it started September 2019 and then finished. January 2020 just before yeah the whole pandemic like we sort of yeah went through that Mm. and actually at the time so I moved back to Wolverhampton at the end of 2018 and so yeah so I was already because I was in I came back from London for a bit yeah I didn't know that yeah so I was I was at home for like a whole year although I was doing work where I kind of wasn't at home I was like touring and stuff like that so I was in and out and then yeah, so I was at home for all of 2020, and wow. then this show came out January 2021. And that was intense. That was very intense. In a good way. Yeah, in the, in, in, in the best way, but it was intense. Like, it was scary, mm. because the, because I'd had spent so many months, because the show was delayed, it was meant to come out October 2020, mm. and I was stressing just about, like you felt last night, that thing of just, like, Obviously, I was the only person who I was sitting with watching them see it was my mom. Yeah, um, which oh. was a ama- which was amazing, but obviously still scary too. But thinking of that, like times one hundred thousand, however many million, or you know what, like watch the show. Mm. I just had spent so much time like catastrophizing everything, everything, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, I'm never gonna work. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, it was so it was so scary. But I think it was because I think it was my nature. first yeah, and it was my first time in that particular like medium in that yeah. domain. So I was like And there was such a heavy responsibility with that show. Yeah, definitely. It, I mean not to say that, you know, it could have been any other programme, but no. it's just the fact because it came out during the deepest, darkest part of the pandemic, I would mm. say that January was really rough for it a lot rough, of people. Yeah. And it's you know, it was a wonderful show about friendship and love but also there's a darkness about it which yeah. is you know hiv and how it affected people in the 80s mm-hmm. so obviously that's a big burden to carry yeah. and 
during that that whole difficult time, it was just very intense. And then all of a sudden you're thrust into... Well, that was the thing. Life just was still happening around it. And like, mm. of course, loads of people were responding to it and people started, like work started happening again. And it was all happening like around this time, like, because the press campaign went on for a long time, which is amazing mm. because there was such a like warm, generous response to the show. We filmed the programme video the day after the first episode came out on Channel 4, didn't we? We did, and yeah. that was an, an, a weird, intense day. Yeah. Like, the snow. Yeah. And I remember we got a Mackie D's, yeah. and the car was, like, stalling in the snow. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and I, I got stuck in your... We nearly died. Yeah. yeah. I, I got a, a bus nearly drove into us. Yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. I think I've blocked it out. I know. Because I remember going to get to your mum's place, and it's there's, like, a hill star. Yeah. And not being able to leave. Uh, oh, my God, yeah. For ages, because my car was just getting stuck in the yeah. snow oh my god that was mad and you and literally the the show had come out it was it was weird actually experiencing that with you because i could see everything for you for you was about to change mm. because until then you'd done you'd done uh, theater yeah a lot of theater. and um musical theater yeah. but this is like a, a a big deal like it's it like I said, in, in other ways as well, because of what the subject matter is, yeah. obviously. But for you as well, personally, it's like your first yeah. uh, major role, yeah. I guess. Yeah, because like I think just just as an actor, like you never, you just never know what is going to happen to you and like yeah. what opportunities are going to come. Acting with Stephen Fry. Exactly. Like, wow. legend. Insane. And I love that show. And I thought it, everything that came off it mm -hmm. was, was well-deserved. Like, Thank you. It wasn't because you know some, sometimes you get TV shows where everyone talks about it, like Game of Thrones or something like that, and mm. it just becomes like a thing. But it was that intense actually, and everyone was sharing uh, their experiences and their reactions to it, and you know it was like must-watch TV. Yeah. But there was, I never felt like it was from a point, a place of like. It the, seemed genuine, and the thing, one of the things that kept going through my head before the show came out was like. I just thought, oh my God, like, I'm just going to get gay bashed. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, it's a show that is so, well, I mean, it's 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 about a, a group of gay, bo like, boys, mm -hmm. like, sort of discovering their sexuality. And there's something really sort of scary about just suddenly, Quite like... Revolutionary showing that To just TV. put yourself out there in, yeah. in, in, in that way. And, like, the people that were responding to the show, like, some of the responses were coming from, like, angles that I wasn't necessarily expecting to get. I remember... I can't remember how long after it was. I went to a tailor place in, mm. in on Dudley Street yeah. to get <laughs> some trousers taken in. And there were these, like, big, like, burly men working in there, like, very sort of macho guys who you just would never think, or at least I would never think, mm. would ever have watched that show or, like, connected to the show. And in my assumption would assume that it's a show that forgive me for generalizing but i just kind of was like oh i'm sure that you wouldn't be interested in that or yeah. that you would shun it or it wouldn't be part of your thing and they were so warm and generous about it Aww, and like you know lovely. especially when i think about and at home that it feels nicer doesn't it yeah because when i think about my memories of like growing up in wolverhampton and mm. at school in telford and like never having kind of outlet to sort of like necessarily express my I guess my queerness mm. like 
I d I've never really related my home space to, to that. that part of me. Yeah, that's such a good and point. Me neither, really. Yeah, having the show come out and being at home at the same time was a really... I'm really grateful that I was with my mom and I was yeah. at home and because it has, it's allowed me to like... To see what the impact was far beyond London and, yeah. and this bubble that we're in. Yeah, and it's changed my relationship to... Wolverhampton, I think. Oh. Yeah. So I wanted to um, bring up on the fact that, so me and Amari uh, went to the same school, mm -hmm. but because I am seven years older than yourself, I was never in school at the same time. So mm -hmm. unfortunately, we didn't know each other at school, but I was Danny in Greece, I believe, and our ex-performing arts teacher... Miss Crawford. Miss Crawford. Yeah. Caroline Crawford. Uh-huh. Um, she played Caroline. you guys, Caroline. She played you a video of <laughs> yeah in Greece, which is mortifying. But the photos were also in the corridor, yeah. in like the sort of theatre hall like, of fame. Really heavy, bl like blush on my cheeks. I don't know why I had that. The school was mostly focused on science, maths, and technology. Sports, technology, yeah. And they're, they're not really areas in that I excel in. I don't know. <laughs> um, but Thomas Telford, so that's uh, started doing performance art. Performance yeah. Arts. But you did also Wolverhampton Youth Music Theatre. Yes, yeah, so I did Wolverhampton Youth Music Theatre. Which I also was a member of. No, what shows did you do? I did West Side Story. Yeah. Do you know uh, the, the radio station Gadio? Yeah. The station manager is Toby Whitehouse. Oh, and, and he yeah. was the, the shark that gets murdered. Bernardo. Bernardo, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, we were, I was a jet and he was, mm -hmm. a and, and um, so he was at WYMT as well. Do they have these in like other parts of the country or? Oh yeah, like Amd Amdram is like a whole other world in itself. Yeah. And people. They should make a film about it, shouldn't they? Yeah, but people sure they take have. it so seriously, which I, I did too. But mm. like, it, it's fascinating because it's like, it's where most people It's where they learn. get their start. Yeah, it's where you get your start. It's where you learn to love it and yeah. and yeah and for me that so that was the thing they were my circles where I felt like more like that I could be more of myself mm. than when I was in school mm. um and I don't know how it was for you but like when until I was maybe about like 40 like 15 mm. all my friendship group was just girls yeah mine too. it was just like where i feel like my affinity was but i and also i've been like i grew up like i've been brought up in such a like female predominantly family yeah i was glad when i sort of branched that out a bit more not not that i needed to but like i really found my tribe i think when i was like 15 or 16 mm, i think that's really nice. yeah that's and they're my family I think who mm -hmm. I like you know and they're all doing such different stuff and like I love I love being back home like well on the on the occasions that I get to I'm actually going home this weekend and I've um one of my friends from secondary school like she's getting married on Saturday Aww. so yeah is it in Telford or Wolves? In Wolves. Lovely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I well I'm living back in the West Midlands now so I I do like it I'm kind of I'm used to it now I haven't lived in London for three years um I kind of like, I'm starting to appreciate some of the things about it a lot more. Do you think, I mean, it's probably a bit of an obvious, well, I think with BCD, I think it's obvious that you wouldn't have generated that without being back at home. Yeah. But do you think that um, you would have had the sort of impetus to do Life in Plastic if you'd still been here? No. No. No way. It's too, it uses too many resources to make an album to be able to do that to have the time to do it and the money and energy while still 
paying your rent somehow. Maybe I could have made it work, um, but actually looking back over the last year, like doing this album has been like a full-time job. So I don't think I would have been able to do it have, have, had I gone back to London yeah. perhaps or, or anywhere else. But I, I... But that's like the assumption, isn't it? Like everyone thinks that creativity is like London centric. Yeah. And like actually sometimes there's a lot of distractions and like noise when you're in a space like like in you know in London because you you can kind of sometimes feel oversaturated and actually when you go back to a space you know like like for me like being in Wolverhampton was thinking about being at home with my mom like there was like a kind of level of concentration that I think I had that I didn't necessarily yeah feel like I'd had in a long time well that was a major thing for me because uh I was always going out and um you know always pissed and <laughs> I would just get into a cycle where, you know, if I did have days off, I would just spend them being hungover. Yeah, do you want to tap up? Oh, yeah, speaking yeah. of which... Oh, shit. We're good. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, Almost spilled the... the what's well, no. it called again? Terra... The Terra Organica. Terra Organica, thank you. Yeah. Um. So, we spoke a bit about your background and mm -hmm. your... Uh, adolescence I guess and yeah. then you moved to London I'm like skipping ahead loads of steps here because I we were like aware of each other for a really long time mm -hmm. but we first met properly at a Spice Girls themed evening yeah and um, I was DJing all Spice Girls all night. Was mm -hmm. I in drag? Was I? Yeah, I was. Victoria Were you Beckham. in your Victoria Beckham? I was yeah. Victoria Beckham. Yeah. So that would have been just before the final bottle pop. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. That's how long ago it was. So I met you that evening, and you're a massive spicy fan. Uh huh. And uh, and then since then we did. You were in the video for O One Nine O Two, and then you di you directed and recorded using my iPhone the yeah. um, the program. Uh huh. And like you know, we're still here, and <laughs> it's it's lovely. It's so yeah, nice. It's nice. It's like unexpected. It's 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 like unexpected collaboration, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's because I, I was saying earlier, I think people probably wouldn't realise that um, you dance as well as sing. I mean, obviously you've just been in cabaret, but um, because their first awareness of you would have been through It's a Sin. Mm. Um, but yeah, your background is like your musical theatre through yeah. and through. And you've done, was it like Five Guys Named Mo? Yeah, I did like Hairspray. Hairspray. High I Society. Hairspray. Jesus Christ Superstar. What were you in Jesus Christ Superstar? I was one of the priests. Okay. Yeah. Who was Mary Magdalene? Um, it is... Mel C. <laughs> Mel C. <laughs> um, I saw that production actually. She had dreadlocks. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I love you, Mousy. Um, and then you're doing I Hate Susie now. I'm doing, yeah. I Hate Susie 2. I Hate Susie 2. Mm -hmm. With Billy Piper. Mm -hmm. Who we love. Billy Paul Piper, who we bonded over yeah. as well, weirdly. Mm -hmm. um, and when, I know. You, when, when's that going to come out, do you know? I actually don't know. So I it'll don't be if... this year? No. Hopefully. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's it's like a it's a Christmas special. Mm. Yeah. They've called it an anti-Christmas Christmas special. Oh, that sounds like... Yeah. Um, and you're shooting that right now? Right now. Yeah, yeah. literally right now. And, um, yeah, I've admired Billy for a very long time. Like, well, we were talking about her last night, weren't yeah. we? Um, and I think she's an incredible actress. She is. But we... 
just because we grew up in and around the late 90s early noughties yeah. like we still can't get over her as a pop star i know the and same and it's I, I don't know i've never i don't know if i'd have the courage to like talk. kind of talk to that stuff about because yeah. that was such as like specific part of her life yeah. and and difficult for her yeah well. and like being so young and i'm sure that of course there's like so many people out there who well i mean say so many people out there it is a very unique experience of like having that level of like work and like sort of visibility in the public eye at such a young age mm. but it when when i was when i was little and like seeing her and hearing all those songs you don't I never saw her as like you never, know. you never see the person as like oh they're a young person you no. just go they're a pop star exactly um, and you assume because they are that they love it because yeah. it's, it's what who wouldn't want yeah, to be exactly. on TV and flying around yeah. the world and doing all these wonderful things yeah. but, but I would say like around that time like when she was making and releasing music vid, you know music and stuff that was such a like flourishing era of like music videos and stuff and I think that's yes. the time where I was really I think a lot of my interest in like performance came from like pop music and like mm. watching pop videos and just the idea of like being able to just dance because I I, mm. I don't we're, yeah we're in a completely different era now like I feel like maybe people like Blackpink and like a lot of the K-pop bands are the people who are really sort of like still doing the sort like of like the, tour. the synergy of sort of like singing and dancing mm -hmm. like doing that thing. Um, but back then, it was the thing. Yeah. And she was doing that, Billy. And, and uh, yeah, and yeah. now if anyone does like the bare minimum, they're seen as like incredible. But she, it was just like another part, another string to her bow, really. Mm -hmm. She can dance, she can sing. Yeah. Really excited to see what it's like. It'll be on Sky, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've got a Sky account because I watched yeah. um, And Just Like That. Oh, you love... Yeah, I've never been in the, like, Sex it. and City universe. The only thing from Sex and the City that I've properly watched is Liza Minnelli's cameo in oh, Sex yeah. and the City 2. Good luck. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but I want you to tell me about this, because this... Uh, you, you've told me this story about five times, and every yeah. time I, I couldn't care less, I'm just like, I want to live in this story. Mm -hmm. I, as you know, I'm such a Janet Jackson fan. Yeah. And when you did Cabaret, mm -hmm. she came to backstage yeah in the interval right yeah so i wasn't there for well i mean like before that she'd I been mean, in the audience yeah and yeah. like you know our show like cabaret was uh it had so much sort of i mean it's you know it's such a prolific show anyway and yeah. so there was a, like a lot of anticipation about the show happening and i think with that like it's drawn a lot of like audience and mm. like a lot of high profile people were coming to watch the show on a regular basis to the point where like because sometimes when you're on stage and also if you're you know there's other people in the company who literally had to interact with the audience so yeah. they were seeing people more regularly than i was like i sort of was in my own yeah. little world so i wouldn't necessarily spot people until like the curtain call and people would say like throughout the show oh i think i've seen such and such persons in mm. but no one would really ever say before a show like our company manager would never really tell us if yeah. someone of profile or famous person was watching the show yeah and there was this one day where my company manager came into our dressing room and um, Theo, who is another performer in the show. So I, I left Cabaret a couple of months ago and mm. Theo is still in the show now. And 
Janet Jackson is one of the things that me and Theo bonded over. Mm. And if I'm right, I think Theo danced for Janet Jackson on X Factor because Theo used to be a dancer on X Factor. Oh, but I can't remember what song she performed on that performance. What did she do? Would it have been... What year was it? I think it was 2009 or 2010. Would it have been Make Me? The... Yeah. Baby, can you move? Make me move? Uh, yeah, it was that. Yeah, I think it yeah. was that song. And um, yes, yeah, so that was like one of the things that me and Theo had bonded over and yeah. at the time I'd like I was ill at Christmas had COVID mm. and like coming out of that was hard like I got really ill I had this mad like skin infection I was so and I was just like not in a good mm. place like I was just exhausted and run down and like burnt out I just finished watching Janet's documentary yeah and I kept listening to Velvet Row I was saying she I just kept and obviously it's it I knew it was an amazing album anyway but just hearing more context in sort of how yeah. that album came to be I just sort of had a new like appreciation for it and anyway Lorna our company manager came into the room and she was like folks um there's someone in coming to watch the show tonight. I'm not sure whether you, whether you want to hear who it is. And there's some people will be like, I don't want to know who's right. in. And Lorna was like, <laughs> do you want to know? And we were like, should we? You never really say. And we asked and she was like, Janet Jackson's in. Jesus. And I leapt out of my seat. Really? And me and Theo like just grabbed each other Aww. and hugged each other. It was just like one of those moments that we both really needed yeah. like in that moment. And yeah, so we did the show and she came with her, like her security obviously. And yeah. um, uh, her choreographer, Dean Lee, who strangely just made this kind of whole situation stranger. So Dean had also worked with Theo and Dean was my one of my first dance teachers when I first started exploring London and coming to London to do classes and stuff. I used to do like a Sunday academy at the Erdang Academy in oh, yeah. Angel. And he was my dance teacher there. And um, I remember when he first started working for Janet because I think he danced for her first. And then that's the amazing thing about Janet. And you see it in the documentary that like a lot of her creative team are from people who she's collaborated with in other instances yeah like um they stick together as well don't yeah they they, they really do and yeah and then she came she came backstage in the interval and i was really i was like i'm not gonna poke my head out i just feel really like awkward and nervous mm. and um yeah and then she came backstage after the show she was in the green room and like we all stood we all formed quite an awkward circle and she was just <laughs> stood at the back of this circle and she was so it was so clear that she'd been like kind of like moved by like what she'd seen and mm. she was so open about like how she loved the show and she's so like soft and soft, gentle and she was like quiet. you know I, I, I love everything that you guys mm -hmm. did and yeah I just love the show you guys yeah, yeah. you guys yeah <laughs> you and guys. um she promised to come and see the show again and she did and I'd actually seen her before that second time that she came to see the show at someone's birthday party, which oh, is like yeah. even more bizarre. And- um, She lives in London, doesn't she? She lives in London, yeah. And I don't know, it, like my, of all the, like, you know, if someone had said to me, give me a list of people who you would genuinely be starstruck by if you mm. met, she's right up the top there, right at the top of my list. Me I think too. it's like, I'd say it's her, and Grace Jones are like the really? two people I think if I met I'd be like I just wouldn't know what to say 
and that was what happened like when because we were all going you know we were going up to her and we were speaking to her and I, I had nothing to say I couldn't yeah. say, I couldn't find the she words she would have understood the reverence I'm sure yeah because she I think she she would know yeah and they they, they would be used to it that, that calibre of artist I think mm. but also from the way you describe it which I just can't get over like the way she just comes in I can imagine everything going really hushed it um, was, yeah. Just to listen to what she said, like hanging on every word that she yeah. said. Um, just munching on some McCoys there. The world's gone mad, Richard. The world's <laughs> gone... If you're giving eight-year-olds padded... <laughs> in a bikini. Padded in a bikini. <laughs> you know, we've got Frozen. I expect my nine-year-olds be wearing a bit of Frozen, a bit, bit of Frozen, bit of Trolls. We're <laughs> just normal, man. Yeah. What do you mean, normal man? <laughs> Just sorry. Man. So it's okay. Like mm. um, so Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. mind blowing. Um, just a segue. At her mind blowing, brilliant. So what's the Gaga thing? Constantly evolving, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Something ridiculous. Um, are you going to see her? What in- Gaga? Yeah. No, and no, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I'm still like a dog. There was a period of my life where, uh-huh. I, where it was actually Monster Ball. Ooh. So I saw Monster Ball at the, I think she, did, I think it was like at the any, what would it's NEC. not it's not the LG is it still the it's LG the Arena Resorts World Resort Yeah mm-hmm. in Birmingham. So I saw Monster Ball tour whatever year that was that would have been like 2010 or 2011 or something like that. Yeah, and. Probably yeah, the best thing she's done actually. I don't know why I've well actually I just didn't I wasn't as drawn to Chromatica as an album as I was with the like early stuff. That's basically why I'm not going to see Lady Gaga. Well, I've never seen her live. Yeah, so I'd like to just see her live. She is extra like she's extraordinary live because it's like theatre. Yeah, like she just puts on a show. There were like so many, yeah, she just the world that she created. Like, I'll never forget the Monster Ball. And I remember all the different sets. And mm. there was like a Wizard of Oz section. Um, and like the opening was, there was the bit with the sub. Have you seen videos of it before though? Like yeah. the one that did she had the bit with the subway. And there was the section where she was like in the habit. It was like she was wearing a latex habit. Yeah. Um, and then like the opening section, it was like a sort of like grungy New York she had did she, I think she drove a car or something on stage and she like pulled up the sort of like the the front of the car and there was like a keyboard in it and she was I missed out on that I missed out on the art pop one uh-huh. I know she did a Joanne. art pop's your fave isn't it yeah, yeah big time yeah big time and I haven't evolved as a person for the in the three year gap that I've done bottle pop I'm still obsessed with art pop mm-hmm. Um, but I liked Chromatica. I thought it was yeah. replay was a really like on high rotation for me. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I haven't got tickets. But I'm I'm gonna. My friend Seb has a spare ticket. Yeah. So I'll see if he's still got a spare ticket. Yeah. We'll see. It's in. I think it's in Paris though. So I normally at this point I feel really out of touch because I haven't done this for a long time. Mm-hmm. So with Bottle Pop, we usually have the guest choose three songs. No, I actually can't remember what the what the prerequisite for these songs are. I don't know if it's like songs that you I think it's songs that you are would be embarrassed to play on an aux cable but you love them. Oh. So and that's why it's called aux cable. Oh Yeah. But I mean it can apply to anything, so I, don't worry. Yeah, I'm very proud of all of these songs. Oh good, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, like, you tell me what your first aux cable choice is. Um, my and... first aux, but not aux cable, um, song choice is, and actually, I think they've been a guest on your show before. Really? Um. Oh my god. So. No, it's not actually. Oh really? So when I was about. Because you're a big Sugar Babes fan. I am a massive Sugar there. Babes fan. Um, just having a cheeky top up. Very excited to watch them at Mighty Hoopla next week, Saturday. Yes. And also very excited to watch yourself next week, Friday. I'm on at Mighty Friday. Hoopla. This has probably gone out after that. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so when I was like 16, 17, mm. I used to like. You remember like internet surveys and you'd like get rewards for them? Yeah. I used to do internet surveys and like collect tokens from them and basically you'd like collate points and it would basically allow you to just like buy CDs from HMV. Right. Um, and very proud of my CDs. I've like always bought CDs from like, I can't remember when. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember how I just got, actually, I think I remember seeing her on Jules Holland was Cock and Bull Kid. Oh, Anita Blay. Yeah, Anita Blay. She, she'd done EPs and then she did her first, like, I guess sort of like, like for her first LP. LP? Yeah. yeah um, which was also called, oh, it was called Adulthood. Adulthood, was it? Yeah. I just, I don't know what it, well, I think there's a lot of things like I, I don't know, there was something really refreshing. And at the time I was, I don't know, I just think of her and think of her music as a, at a time when I was just sort of like trying to sort of figure out like who I was. And there's mm. something about seeing this like black, like hackney girl doing mm. pure pop, which yeah. I just like hadn't seen That's before. That's a good point, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, I'd never seen it before and I just was instantly drawn to her music and I remember that year that she released that album I saw her so the first time I saw her live was at Janelle Monet's one of her her first Birmingham gig that she did at HMV Institute and wow, she yeah, supported she supported her yeah. yeah and I went with Sasha really yeah me and Sasha went Aww. to that together and I like I remember at the time like really pressing her music onto people I was like oh my god I'm obsessed with this girl um, Cock and Ball Kid, and I loved that album. And like, I think last month I just I can't remember what it was that drew me back to it. And I yeah, I've just been listening to the album a lot again recently. And the song that I've picked is Cock and Ball Kid, which is like the title track from it. Um, and I feel like it's kind of like I don't know, but I'm maybe she wouldn't say this, but to me, like listening to it, it feels like a concept album mm. in the way that like the title track is very it's self-referential to sort of like her and her like identity like as her as this pop persona that she yeah. created for for you know for that project um but i just love it i just think it's a great song yeah well let's play it yeah let's play it oh i love anita yeah She's um Have you uh, have you recorded stuff with I've her? Done, yeah, I've done some songwriting with her. Yeah. I don't think anything that's come out, but she's definitely she's done I think she's written for Little Mix and was it Stooshi or someone like that? She I think she wrote one of their songs. Like she's had yeah. like a lot of success as a songwriter. And I loved her the like Anthony Cleopatra project oh, that yeah. she did. And yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. a couple of songs that I've like really loved and like listened to. It was just refreshing to me that there was just uh, she, that she was basically just turning all expectations of like what a pop star could be on mm. its head. I don't know whether she was maybe 
because there was a part of me that was like, oh, I wish she'd done more music like in that era. But actually, like maybe she saw it as just a project. I don't know. Maybe she saw that part of her life as just like a project, a bit of a project. Mm. I don't know whether she thought that specific thing had longevity in it or not. I don't know. Well, would you like to introduce this, Amari? This is Cock and Bull Kid by Cock and Bull Kid. enjoyed that i love the production and uh i've missed her voice anita blay come back and do more mm-hmm. really really Please. good choice i think more people need to know about mm-hmm. that album it's so good hold on to your miseries like the big single yeah and um what's the other one asthma attack yes yeah and yeah just like really lush like you said stacked production yeah so Love that. Mm-hmm. What's your second song, Amari? Proper, proper diversion. Ooh. <clears throat> I think I actually sent this to you not too long ago. Mm-hmm. This song is called Crossfire. Oh. But there's a Portuguese title. It's by Sergio Mendes. Oh, wow. There is another song of Sergio's that I'm obsessed with called um, The Real Thing. Uh-huh. Um, I think, which I think Stevie Wonder wrote. Um, but I found, basically I was like randomly looking at um, videos of them doing live performances because 
Every time Sergio would release an album, it would change. It would be like Sergio Mendes in the Brazil 66, and then mm-hmm. it was 77, and then 88. And I found this video of them performing, and I was just like obsessed with it because it's just like, I don't know, it reminds me of like Basement Jacks, how it would just be like the band at the back, and then like the female vocalist like at the front, like doing the doing the thing at the front. Mm. Um, and there's just like these beautiful women like singing these songs. And then, yeah, I just kind of like stumbled across this song um which where well, i'm trying to find the proper title i didn't want to try it um have you been to brazil before yes what the, i'm looking at t- the t- tiro i mean yeah cruzado yeah crossfire yeah i mean i can't do it Portuguese. Yeah, no that's it's very weird language portuguese yeah um it's beautiful yeah i'd love to go to brazil it's great yeah where I did went- you go Went to uh, Rio de Janeiro mm-hmm. and uh, a place called Iguazu mm-hmm. and a place called Ilha Grande, which yeah. is the big, it means big island and it's just off the coast. About 90 minutes drive from Rio de Janeiro and there's no cars or anything. Mm. It's all just, you have to travel by boat everywhere. Wow. It's beautiful and it's, Brazil's like the most extreme place I've ever been in my mm-hmm. life. It's like extremely beautiful but extremely intense and quite scary in Rio de Janeiro, like mm. a lot of um, shots being fired in the favelas and yeah. backing onto like these mansions. It's like very, it's like just a world of extremes. Everyone's mm-hmm. like really beautiful, loads of butt lifts, loads of, <laughs> loads of fake tits, mm-hmm. but then like just the most lovely warm welcoming people i actually really like the food i know it gets a bit oh low. i love well i mean i say i love brazil i've had brazilian food in new york so mm. i don't know don't know how close that is to like the thing it gets a bit of a bad rep though doesn't it as just being meat on a stick because they do the <sighs> but i mean the beef stuff but i have this like really give it beautiful, to me yeah, yeah i mean i i had this like really beautiful like fishy rice thing every day mm. and i was like this is gorgeous yeah. like why did why did they not do this in yeah. London. Um, okay, so but yeah, Tiro Cruzado. Yeah, Tiro Cruzado. Hopefully that's not too a bad pronunciation. Um, apologies, Brazilian friends. To our Luso, is it Lusophones? That would be someone from Portugal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's kind of not much else to say other than that I just really like the song. Okay. Yeah. I'm to hear it. Okay, here we go. This is Crossfire by Sergio Mendes. Tá 
well, I won't be going to Panama. Yeah. <laughs> that was really fun. I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. I love Brazilian music. Um, I really enjoyed Sergio. Wonderful. Thank you, Sergio. And um, we have one more aux cable choice, which I am waiting for with bated breath. Um, I'm assuming this is another curveball. It's not curveball, actually. Oh, really? I literally, when you we playing that, then I was like, should I think of something different? Because we've already spoken about her today. So it's a, it's a Janet track. Oh, good, 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 good. It's a Janet track. This feels good. Yeah, it's a Janet track. It's from the Velvet Rope. <gasps> okay. And it's a single, but it's not. What, as far as I remember seeing it, it's like not an obvious single because I I watched the video for it not too long like not too long after I'd watched the documentary and I'd never seen the video before I didn't even know there was a video for it is Go Deep oh yeah the video is amazing yeah and I'd just never seen it before I think it's my favourite one really? yeah I think it's my favourite one um, we don't get no sleep yeah I didn't there's, there's something about it there's something quite kind of like arresting and like hypnotic about it yeah that I love I think it's my favourite album actually Velvet Rope. yeah um again a bit of a concept album right yeah about it, uh restriction and restraint yeah and and the price the cost of being in the public eye yeah um which was what was so fascinating in the documentary and not because you know she talks about she was in such a deep depression and that the album came out of that mm. sort of state that she was in yeah she just didn't sign the biggest record deal ever ever with Virgin. Yeah. And, and there's like, that thing was in the documentary, her in a hot air balloon. It was Richard Branson, yeah. yeah. I felt sorry for it, it looked really grim. I know. And also I just, like, I'm so glad that documentary happened, because... I didn't, do you know, I'm not going to say, I, I didn't love it. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm glad it happened. Yeah, I'm glad it happened just because I feel like, that, well, there were so many stats in it that I didn't know. It was and very like... E-Entertainment e News at some points. It, all... <laughs> <laughs> it felt a little bit very American. Yeah. Uh, the way it was edited, mm -hmm. but there was still obviously like yeah. undeniable. I just think it was never. I guess it was never going to be fly on the wall because no. I guess anything that is to do with Michael is going to be protected from so many corners. Well, the estate are just going to protect it from so many corners, aren't they? It's contentious still, isn't it? Mm. Um, but yeah, let's hear the song. Yeah, and introduce this your third and final orcs cable choice. My third and my third, my third, <laughs> my third, my third and final aux cable choice is Go Deep by Janet Jackson.
Well, I really enjoyed your three eclectic musical choices. Thank you very much. And I've really enjoyed um, catching up and talking about all your... Uh, I don't know, like, it's so interesting to know someone that has basically lived the same as me, <laughs> went to all the same uh, dance academies, performing arts schools, like summer clubs, like did all these things in the same town. Mm -hmm. um, and then to like not really know each other, but then become friends later on. It's really nice. Yeah. And to collaborate as well mm -hmm. on lots of different things. It's been a really lovely um, couple of years. Yeah. So I'm really glad to have you on. I would love to do more Bottle Pub, but it is like, I'm literally, <laughs> I'm in Gil's studio right now. I can't, I know, I can't and you people. can't break lamps no oh you shit lamps. do you know what what i'll do is i'll try and do like sporadic ones but the reason i did it for for this week was because i have a new album out which is so good thank you yeah like life in plastic mm -hmm. um it's fantastic <laughs> um by it the is. time you're listening to this it will be out in the world um and it is yeah it's a fun it's fun. <laughs> it's, fu it's fun. I'm fun to be with. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you for spending the afternoon, the evening, and and literally morning and evening again yeah. with me. And um, have fun at Years and Years tomorrow. Thank you. Send my love to Ollie. I will. And congratulate him. I've seen all the pictures and he looks incredible. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? And... Um, have fun in Wolves at your wedding. Thank you. It's all kicking off. I know. It's all kicking off. It's all kicking off. Fucking kicking hell. <laughs> I'm nominate Marshall. Marshall. I do. I do. Um, and I, I mean, we didn't even talk about Sugar, Natalia Gordienko. Oh my God. We haven't. Literally just... last time we were together, we were playing it That's on the we... radio. And exactly. And trying to do the last note. Oh God, yeah. Sustain uh... that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been wonderful. Thank you. I've, Thank you so I've much. got a little bit more of Prosecco. I'm gonna gonna neck it now. But um, I've been drink responsibly. Drink responsible. Yeah, mm -hmm. responsible. <laughs> padded. I'm, padded. I, I'm really gobsmacked. I expect to see my nine year old maybe in a two piece with a bit of frozen, wearing trolls, putting padded in a bikini for a nine year old child. I really do think it's making them very self-conscious of their bodies. I wouldn't want my nine-year-old child to say to me, Mommy, why are my breasts not like that other little girls? Wearing <laughs> seven-year-olds wearing padded bikini. No, having padded bikini. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what she said. Putting padded in bikini, <laughs> you've got, you know, with my eight-year-olds wearing trousers, wearing a bit of frozen... We're just chatting. There's actually a seven millimeter foam. There's a seven millimeter foam. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to bother explaining what that's no, about. No, it is. Yeah, it's too. We're in too. It's deep. too. It's too niche. It's too niche. Um, but yes. Yeah, so thank you so much mm -hmm. for taking the time, and um, everyone out there, thank you for all your wonderful support uh, on Black Country Disco because I don't think I've had an opportunity to say that. Um, the last three years have been interesting uh, to say the least but bcd that was great and i hope you uh, enjoy lip as much as um lip lip as much as booked so uh <laughs> but yeah i will see you soon this has been bottle pop i've been thomas ball 
Amari Douglas, you've been amazing. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) Stunning. Well, look, first of all, I've worked in fashion for 25 years.